Hey guys, this is Sam, and you're listening to the Facing the Sun podcast, the show that helps shine a light on building a better you. Hi guys, welcome back. Today I am sitting down with Noah Scott, the founder of The Big Possible. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. We talk about all things motivation, success, and how he's reframed failure to help add color to his life. I can't wait to hear your thoughts and I will see you next week. Hi guys, welcome. I'm super excited today. I have Noah Scott with me. We are going to talk about all things business, travel, ideas. I'm super excited. Noah, thank you so much for joining me today. So good to see you. Stab, it is a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me on the show. You're so welcome. For those of you guys listening, I was a guest on Noah's podcast last week. So we're kind of just flipping the script here and and doing opposite. She crushed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll put a link to that episode in this one for sure when it airs so you guys can listen back and forth to both. But Noah, uh, we were talking before the episode recorded. He is in Bulgaria currently, has been doing some traveling. How's that going? It's it's interesting. I so I've been doing this digital nomad thing where I spend about a month in a different country, and uh, you know there's there's so many perks about that, but there's also so many inconveniences. And so what I found is this like one month period is kind of cool because it's it gives you an opportunity to settle in, get a routine going, and then by the time you start to get bored, you can yeah. now you're in a new a new spot. So th- oh, this is. Cool. The thing I enjoy the most about it. Yeah. So cool. How did you get started in that? Is that a product of your business or did you just decide that you wanted to go somewhere new? Yeah, it's. I think it's a culmination of the pandemic uh, sort of lifestyle, the work from home thing. You know, I, there was this moment in LA when I was, when the height of the pandemic and the lockdown, when I'm sitting in my apartment, you know, and I'm paying good money to to stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just stuck in the house and I'm like, what am I doing here? I, I'm, I'm paying all this rent here. I've got my car sitting in front, paying car insurance for this. And I'm just in my house. Like I could be in a house on the beach in Mexico and spending less money. Why am I not doing that? So the light bulb just kind of went off and, you know, I realized like, oh, I'm working from home. I might as well just bring my laptop, go to the beach. I don't need all this stuff that I've got at my house. So I I had like a birthday party and I gave all of my friends all the junk that I had, you know, like paint supplies. <laughs> on and off and... on their friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. So you've been doing that for a couple of years now then? Well, yeah, I, I did about five months in the pandemic and then I came back to LA and I was like, let me really evaluate. So I spent about six months thinking, like, do I want to settle down, find a new house or do I want to just continue traveling? So I gave it some time to think. And then ultimately it, that decision was, you know what, I really want to right now while I can, let's go travel the world. I want to see as many cool places as I can. And, you know, that's part of the business that I'm I'm doing. It's It's in travel. I'm going to cool exotic destinations doing these retreats that I do, which we'll talk about a little bit later, I'm sure. But um, so I wanted to to find and scout the world for great places to visit, so cool. learn culture, do all that. And, uh, you know, it's been about 10 months now. So it's, it's, it's getting to the point where I'm ready to slow the pace down where I want to have instead of a new country every month, stay somewhere for three or four months and, and actually start to make friends and, 
Right. And kind of settle yeah. in a little bit more. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, that was actually a beautiful segue into my next question. So tell me about this business that you started that centers around travel for entrepreneurs. We talked about it a few weeks ago and last week, but I want to know kind of where that idea came from and what inspired it and what its purpose is. Yeah. So uh, the the business I run is called The Big Possible. And we are basically a, a social club for entrepreneurs to help each other grow, get through challenges, through guidance, mentorship, connections, and all that. And the the program is really built on these retreats that we host. So we have four-day epic retreats, um, exotic destinations, luxury accommodations, TED-style presentations from like speakers and mentors. But it's also like very curated, like-minded people that are showing up. So the idea really came from me as you know working before i started this i was i had a full time job at a marketing agency and i was i kept looking for a way out like i wanted to start my next venture and i i, I tried and experimented all with all these different things like writing and publishing a book starting an art career starting a coaching business and like nothing was really working mm-hmm. so but i was also very like alone during the process like as a full-time employee, my social my social life kind of plummeted. And I look back to when I had my my production company in the past. I was running a, a video production company. I would host these dinner parties every single month where I would I would cook a different country's cuisine. I'd have industry people come over, fellow entrepreneurs. And those were the absolute greatest moments of me running that business. It, it was the connections that I was making. And the ability to just be around other people and chat ideas. I would save so much time figuring things out because I could say, hey, I'm stuck on this problem. And you know, my buddy who's an entrepreneur would, would say, you know what? I've tried this in my business and this is working really good. Have you tried this tool? And this just having that that feeling of being supported by other people who are going through similar things was really what I was missing. And you know, flash forward to this this day where I'm like realizing that the coaching business I had wasn't wasn't gonna work for me. I I was on a call with my coach, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I poured so much money into this ad, building the site, doing the ads. I was grinding, building it up, and then I just realized that after having two or three clients, it was like this isn't what I want to do. Yeah, and we had one of these really just heart to heart conversations, and he's like, you know what I see you doing is is wearing some white outfit. There's like oak trees hanging out behind you. And people are coming to spend good money to have an experience, like an authentic experience where they can, you know, get out of their comfort zone, leave the world behind and, and just be authentically present. Mm -hmm. And there's going to, you know, do some kind of growing and workshop stuff. And I'm like, I just, my jaw dropped because that's what I've been writing in my vision for the last decade. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm traveling around the world, hosting retreats and workshops and seminars. And I realized like, I kept thinking that I wasn't worthy for this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not ready. I have to, I have to start small, build like, you know, build this customer base before I get started. And the words that he basically told me, my coach, Dennis, he's like, bro, you're ready. Yeah. You know, screw the baby steps, just start doing the thing that you want to do. And immediately after the call, I I went on Airbnb, I booked this epic nine bedroom villa in Mexico. 
<laughs> you know, I sent, I sent, yeah, I sent 10 text messages to some buddies uh, that, that I thought would be a good fit. Nine of them blew me off. But one of them was uh, my buddy. He's like, oh, my God, I've been craving something like this. Count me in. And that was that was my signal that all right, there's people are are into something like this. Let's let's do it. So yeah, here we are. Uh, we're we're building up for retreat number three. The last two, you know, it's like just knowing that you know I've had people coming up to me with tears in their eyes during the experience, just telling me how much this has changed their life. People are making business partnerships together after the experience. The just the clarity that everyone gets in simply a four-day adventure it's mind-blowing but then yeah i'm an eye on that stuff. that november retreat i'm looking at it really hard because <laughs> that's <laughs> so cool it's it's such a cool way for people to connect and um i want to circle back to something that you said when you were talking that kind of stood out to me um i was talking about this on an earlier episode but something about not feeling worthy for the position that you're in in your life i think a lot of people resonate with that feeling like oh i have this big dream but i don't have the skill set or i don't have the experience or i don't have the time or money but all i have is this passion so what advice could you give to someone who's kind of sitting in that seat right now of i don't feel worthy to start this venture mm-hmm. or ready to jump off yeah the- Fear is the fear is the biggest thing that's gonna fear and worry, right? Are are the biggest thing that are gonna hold you back from getting the results you want. And growth is a process. And there, you know, not a day goes by where I'm not intimidated by the work I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not easy. There's there's days where I, you know it's just I hit a I hit a full-on brick wall. But the only thing you can really do is take the next step. And Remember that it's so much easier or more practical, I should say, to find something that you enjoy doing and then do what it takes to become world-class at that rather than just settle for something that you happen to be good at, but you don't enjoy. That's the path that's going to end up in, you're going to have a lower income cap eventually. You might you might find something that, okay, this pays a lot of money, like, you know, going no offense to the lawyers out there. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to use them as an example. It's, it's a cliche. You know, you go out there, even just because you're good at something, you've got the skills rather than taking the risk to grow the skills to something that you love. And, you know, during the process of getting good, you're going to suck at the beginning. It's just the way everything yeah. is. And like Sam, we talked about this on the interview that we had. It's like, anytime you start something new, it's there's so much to learn and so much to grow. But I would so I would say if you're passionate about something and you want to do it, look at it from the lens of great, how can I start to develop the skills by by showing up and doing some target practice, 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 practice. And then find a community, people that are similarly motivated to get better. Uh, start sending your work to people that are going to validate you. You know, like saying, okay, this is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? People that maybe not, maybe not like just are going to sugarcoat things, but people who are going to tell it to you real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then get a coach, get a coach so that you're not, you're not navigating in the dark because that's when the worry and the self doubt is going to creep in. You're going to need someone that's going to just be that mission control for you. So 
as you're going navigating through these unknowns, you have somebody that that's that's looking out for you up 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 ahead and said, "Yep, just keep going. You got this." Yep, done this before. You're all right. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. so that's incredible advice, and I think that's something I wish I could have told myself like five years ago when I was starting my company because I, I did it all by myself and straight up did not have a mentor or a coach or anything. And so I think it's so important and valuable to be able to have someone in your life and that community to kind of help give you that foresight and that direction when you're moving forward. Uh, do you still talk to your coach, to Dennis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. All the time. We just had a, we just had a session a little bit ago. I was, just, I was texting him before this. But, you know, that that that's an interesting concept that you just brought up that I'd, I'd like to to go deeper on if it's okay. Absolutely. There's there's a, a phrase that I live by because I'm I'm an avoider. I love to avoid things. I love to uh, just subconsciously my body's wired that way mm-hmm. rather than seek conflict I'll, I'll I'll convince myself and I'll rationalize why I shouldn't do something. But there's a phrase that I I always tell myself whenever I'm approaching something that's hard. And it's don't guess, ask right so there's two types of people in the world there's the guessers who are going to who are going to come up with all the reasons why something's going to break or something's not going to work or somebody's going to reject them or someone's going to you know say this is a bad idea and then there's the askers who are just going to outcome independently just ask you know if you think about it it's like if you want to stay at your friend's house in new york city you're traveling there um most people they're going to talk themselves out of sending their friend a message that says, Hey, I'm going to be in New York. Can I crash at your pad for a night? Yep. And instead they'll say, Oh, that maybe their mom's in town. Maybe they, don't maybe want they get a date night. Maybe, maybe I smell whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's all these things we're going to tell ourselves, which are just not the truth. Whereas if you just text the person, say, Hey, Bob, I'm in New York. Uh, can I come crash at your pad? What the two things he's going to say? Okay, or sorry, I'm I'm busy. And then, but you have the the feedback. You have the answer. Uh, so yeah, most of us are just going to book an Airbnb, and then you know, there's two hundred dollars down down the drain. And Do you think that most people are afraid to ask because they're afraid of rejection or like rejection the- hurts. Yeah, it sucks. Like right now in this business, okay, for for context, like sending cold emails. You have to have thick skin when you're starting a new business. It's just, and it's, it sucks, but you can ramp it up. Like your, your thin, your skin gets thicker, the more you do stuff. So, uh, and you can start to automate things too. So it hurts less. So that, that's another <laughs> thing. Just turn a blind yeah. eye. All that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, quote. go ahead. I've got, so I'm trying to sell retreats to entrepreneurs who are busy with their running their business, they, they travel around the world. Their schedules are insane. Uh, they're also very cognizant of where they're spending their money. So it's, it's, you know, trying to find the sweet spot between will someone fly to Tulum and will they be okay taking four days out of their business? And are they, are they, do they understand the value of investing in themselves enough to drop 5k? Like that's like the, the challenge. So, you know, I'm sending out all these emails and it's like, not interested, not interested, not, not, not interested. And you just have to have something that's going to keep the, you have to have a feel like a fire that's going to help you get through that resistance. And for me, it's just knowing how much 
this stuff changes people's lives. So your passion project. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let the nose stop you. Yeah. I heard a quote the other day, like if you knew you were 65 no's away from what you really wanted, you would be out like chasing no's. And I love that because it reframes the perspective of being like told no, because it's not a failure. It's just a redirection on another path. Right. Mm -hmm. That leads Mm -hmm. me into my next question. Uh, One of the things I love to ask my guests is what was kind of a really pivotal experience in your life that could have been taken negatively that you kind of shifted and turned into a positive situation or a way to quote face the sun and how you like use that in your day-to-day life and in your practices. Yeah, I think, I think it's failure. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to, um, and it's a tendency of mine to love to chase new things. So if you look back at my my ventures in life. I've I've started so many projects from a soap company to a t-shirt company to a candle company to a video production company that we also made a feature film and started VR like in the same year. And it was like, it, it's just, it, there's so much. And, you know, it, that, I think that the, the moment really hit me when I eventually, you know, walked away from that company and I had so much of my identity wrapped in this this business. You know, who who am I? What what is my value? What is my worth? It was it was all tied to the business, and it took me a long time to to rebuild that that strength and courage, and even to the point to even find the courage to even start the next project. I spent I probably spent two years kind of wallowing in this like. Like I'm not good enough to start another thing because what 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 what's going to happen again? I'm I might fail. I might fail. I might fail. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, you know, I kept experimenting. I kept showing up to the plate, and I started this thing called the um, I call it the life changing year. I, I forget who I got this from, but every year I'll I'll put something on my to do list that or my bucket list that is life changing. So that's like when what? I I. I said one year, I'm going to learn how to paint and hold an exhibit. I did it and I sold through all my art. Holy shit. Uh, I'm going to write and publish a book. That's done. Uh, This year was, I'm going to host three retreats and we're coming up to the third one. And, you know, it's, it's, these are things that if you compress the time in a year, you can get it done. If you, if you don't give yourself that constraint, it's going to be one of these things that's always going to just be stuck on one day, one day, one day. Mm-hmm. So my my point though, I, w- I was going to say that the thing that I've learned to appreciate about it is is the experimentation and the failure. Now I'm able to find the beauty in in the sort of ADHD trying out a million different ideas. And it's not that because I look back at all those things as giving me skills. Every time I I tried something even if it was a failure, there was so much that I was able to learn. And all of those things now are, they, they, they give you the color in whatever project you're currently working on. Mm. And so you might not find it in that first experiment, but all the data and all the feedback and all the learning, it's still applicable in whatever you're doing now. I love that so much. I think that a lot of the times and people that I've talked to myself included, I'm so guilty of this. I, when I felt like something was failing or I wasn't doing something well, that people were going to like 
talk about it or like view me as a failure or like be like, oh, well, she just couldn't hack it. She just couldn't do it. And so I'm like, well, I have to keep trying this thing, even though I'm not passionate about it or it's not working because I don't want to be a failure. And I think being able to reframe that word failure is actually a good thing, right? Because it means that you're trying. If you're not failing, you're not trying. So like, how have you, even in situations now, like to this day, if you feel like something isn't working, does that negative feeling still come up sometimes? And if it does, how do you like reframe that or battle it or change it? Totally. Yeah. I would say that the best, the best advice I can give you, you know, granted, I'm still, this is a new business and there's a lot of figuring things out and there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of like, oops, did I take the wrong turn here? But the thing I think would, would the best book I would recommend actually here is, is the book by um, Dale Carnegie, Not, not friends and influence others, but the, the one about how to stop worrying and start living. Mm. I read that once a month. It's part of my monthly ritual because it's, it's the, well, that, and I also do daily A Course in Miracles, which is kind of similar, but you know, these two things, it's like reminding you that all self validation comes from you, right? So if you want validation, don't look for it outside. If you want to judge or if if you let others judge you, that's, you're the only one that can judge yourself. And so you're the only one that can give the, the validation that what you're doing is well is is the right path. And by consistently bending our natural subconscious to consistently think positively, it allows us to navigate those seizures of doubt that show up or the feeling that you're making mistakes, you're screwing up. And because the, the reward's going to be there. Every single time you show up, every single time you take action, sometimes there's a delay and it might take a little bit. The lesson might be a hard one to learn at the, you know, so, but by getting through all of that, if you have the persistence and you're able to withstand a little, take a few beatings here and there, (laughs) get back up, get back in the saddle, you'll be able to see that sunset on the horizon, but you gotta, you gotta get back in the saddle. You can't let every time you take a blow, keep you down. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of people get stuck in just their comfort zone and settle for the view when, you know, people like us are passionate and almost stubborn to a fault where I refuse to be comfortable with this view. I will keep failing and running into things until I get where I want to go. But I think that's an area that a lot of people are scared to step into because it's the unknown and a lot of people like to stay comfortable. Um, I love that. Uh, a couple of final questions for you. One thing I love to ask all of my guests is if you could give yourself advice five years ago, one piece of advice, would it be the failure thing or would it be something different? Yeah, I think it would be, it would be ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, I think the greatest success that I've ever had, like any single time I've solved any problem, it's been through the help of somebody else. Majority of the time, right? Like, I'm stuck on something. Ask for help rather than keeping it all bottled up inside. There's so like we're 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 meant to to share our experiences and our lessons and our learnings with other people. And I think I let my younger self get so consumed by the act of guessing what other people are going to think 
and instead shying away. I'm an extrovert. I, I, and so for me, like talking to people should be theoretically easy, but I would still kind of talk myself in these circles about why I shouldn't ask for help. And it, that would be the one thing, right? So, um, and in the process of that, when you ask for help, if you also come from a place of, is there anything I can do for you where you're giving as well? Now, suddenly the, the bond that you're forging is, is so much stronger and it's not like a taking relationship. It's like, Hey, what can I do for you? Awesome. By the way, I need some help with this. Can you help me out? And people love to help. Oh yeah. I, any, anytime someone sends me a message and like, Hey, Noah, I'm, I'm stuck on this. Even if it's something like, how do you, how do you travel as a nomad? I get that question all the time. I'm like, all right, here's what you got to do. And I just lay it out. Like, here's, the, here's the I 10 steps that. to do. Yeah. yeah. Noah caught me completely off guard after our, our call last week. Cause we ended, and it was the first time we were talking. And then all of a sudden the call ended and he's like, well, what can I do to support you? I was like, sir, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it, but we literally just met. And then I was like, actually I have this. And he was, I was like, how can I support you? And we were able to swap things back and forth and kind of help each other out. So I think that sometimes we just need to swallow our egos and our pride a little bit and, and be able mm. to ask for help. I think that's a really important lesson for anyone to learn at any age. Beautiful. Yeah. Love that. Noah, thank you so much. This was beautiful and wonderful. I'm super excited for this to come out. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we hop off? No, I mean, that's, that's, it's just been an absolute pleasure, Sam, you know, and uh, just can't wait to share. And, and uh, if everyone's listening, I guess if you want to learn more about the Tulum trip that we have coming up, thebigpossible.com slash Tulum. Uh, you can also hit me up on all the socials at follow Noah or the company is at the big possible and keep an eye out for Sam's episode on my show. And, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll link all of his socials and his website in this episode. Uh, we'll flip, switch back and forth, but Noah, it was a pleasure and I'm sure we will chat soon. Likewise. See you later. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with all the happenings, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. You can also find me on Instagram at samadam7 and find out more about the biz at sunfloweragencies.com. That's S-N-F-L-W-R agencies.com. Thanks, guys.